previously on Fantastic Worlds Podcast. I will say that is highly suspicious that she won't even give her name. Buon did not like the way that Braxis talked to him. You wouldn't want to go up a frost giant by yourself, wouldn't you? Would you? No, I confess we have found it trying even when there are five of us. If that is your purpose, why not join forces? I don't think Baba Yaga would permit it. As soon as she stood up, uh, Andromeda was basically leaning against the wall, and she's like bored stiff standing again and is staring <laughs> at her with narrowed eyes, and her hand is like <laughs> quivering because it is full of basically the spell. At the center, you find the lovely ox has now turned into uh, this large metallic beast with interlocking metal plates and then faint plumes of green smoke puff ah, out of shit. its mouth and fills the room. Roll for initiative. Every single <laughs> fucking time. As the two who's trampled down on you and you feel the horns go into your stomach as you take 38 points of damage. Mm. Uh... Hello, world's travelers. It is your bestest pal, Dustin, here with Abby. Mm. Hello. Here I am in Dustin's intro. <laughs> A very special guest star in Dustin's intro. Yeah, we, we haven't done the two-person intros. I, I know we've had the everybody here intros, but we've never done the one-on-one -on -one intro. I kind of like this, though. We should do this more often. Yeah, yeah, we should. But I thought it was important to have her here today because we announced our last episode release, Far Beyond the Stars, our Starfinder podcast, which, of course, Abby is going to be our fantastic galactic mistress. You can't see me, but I'm primping right now in front of the camera because I'm loving that title so much. I can't tell you. But yeah, we're... Uh, we're going to go ahead and we're going to get started running the Fly Free or Die adventure path that Paizo released this month. Uh, and by the time you finish listening to this, there is a good chance that we will have just been wrapping up our session zero, where we kind of world build a little bit. We'll be releasing that too, right, Dustin? Uh, yeah, we might release it. It depends on how chaotic it is when we record it. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Fair it enough. might be a Patreon special down the road. Mm -hmm. In all its chaotic glory. We all know that Abby is a chaotic creature at heart. Mm, tis true. Should be fun. I'm looking forward to our session zero. Me too. Uh, and this, this adventure path is so exciting. It is very... Uh, space cowboy-esque. It's about blue-collar workers working out in the packed worlds who run afoul of a major company. And one of the writers of the AP, Jason Tondro, said it best. It is a rags to riches to ruin to revenge story. And I just couldn't be more excited to tell it. These are all of my favorite things. I've already read the first book and oh my God, so many things happen. And also we'll be bringing in a new person to co-host with us. Yeah, which is also really exciting. Always thrilling when we get a new cast member. This time we are adding the lovely, perfect, fabulous, excellent at 
special character voices Heidi Owens to our cast. You're going to love her so much. We are very much looking forward to this. And it's just so, so much fun. And Mm -hmm. it feels like it's really far away at this point. But time has flown so much to believe that we're on our third year of doing this podcast, doing this production company. And this will be our fourth podcast at this Mm -hmm. point. And I'm on Olive. (laughs) Because I'm stupid. (laughs) (laughs) We are definitely certifiably insane. Dustin, I have a confession. Oh, yeah. What's that? It's the reason I really wanted to do a fourth podcast, despite the fact that we're already doing three other ones. I love sci-fi so much more than fantasy. It's not even even funny. That is a hot take. (laughs) When I found out that Paizo had... A sci-fi game. I, I mean, it's it's not that I wanted to drop our other two games because I do I love them. I still love fantasy, but I have wanted to do Starfinder so badly because it is such a cool gaming system. The species are amazing. the The lore is so cool. The magic and tech blends are so much fun to play with and think about. I like the way that they've arranged the world and how they've arranged the the quote unquote science. Of it, and it's everything I love about about sci-fi wrapped up into this amazing game bundle, and I'm so excited. Just to give you an idea how excited everybody was to play, because Abby was definitely not the only person excited about this. Starting a Starfighter podcast was supposed to be our goal, and you don't see me, but I'm putting in parentheses, when we hit $10,000 on Patreon, and <laughs> we are nowhere near that goal, and no. <laughs> we are now releasing a Starfinder podcast. This is a labor of love for us. I wanted to play Starfinder way too bad. <laughs> we are actually going to be revisiting our goals in January, because we've pretty much blown them all out of the water in terms of like what we plan to do at each level by doing them way earlier than we were supposed to. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, stay tuned for those updates sometime soon. segue, speaking of the fact that we we are doing a lot right now because we are so excited and motivated and that this is such a labor of love for us, but the fact that we've we've jumped up in our timeline of all of the things that we wanted to do means that this is sucking up a lot of our time and our money in addition to our day jobs. This means it's our second fantastic fun drive. And what this is, is two times a year, we basically take a month to ask you, you know, support us. And we try to make it a fun month. We don't try to just sit there and go, you know, NPR style where we just every single break, we spend 15 minutes asking for money and asking for help. We actually try to give some extra episodes. We give some bonus content on Patreon. We have an exciting dice giveaway, usually of a diehard metal dice set. Uh, This time we are giving away anyone who signs up to become a Patreon. Patreon member at the $6 or above level this month mm-hmm. has the chance to win the Dracona dice set from Die Hard Dice. Oh my gosh, they're so beautiful. It is probably one of the most beautiful dice sets I have ever seen. And if you have not seen it yet, go to Die Hard Dice and check out the check them out because or our Instagram. Or our Instagram and I guarantee you you will covet them as much as we covet them. We covet them hard. Yes, cover them really hard. And on top of that, we are releasing episodes three and four of The Greatest Show on Earth this month. Uh, that's a public release. Basically, we are on episode 11 of The Greatest Show on Earth on our Patreon. But, you know, twice a year, we release a few episodes of The Greatest Show on Earth. So that way you guys kind of can follow along 
in a very delayed format. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and then we also have two Team Twitches this month. We usually do Team Twitches once a month, but we are doing two. This one. It's a very special Team Twitch because it is. Uh, it is my 40th birthday. So. Yay, Dustin! <laughs> pew, 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 birthday boy! Yeah, so November 28th, I hope you all can come out and hang out with us. It would be a very great birthday present on to see all your, or at least see your text faces, I guess is the best way to put it. Mm-hmm. See all those handles. Yeah, see all those handles. Uh, this is this will be a entire company wide team Twitch. So we will have all the people from Fairy Tale Fix. We will have all the people from all our shows, and we will have Heidi, who will be in our future show. If any of this sounds good to you, and you would like to support the show, you can head on over to FantasticWorlds.cash and sign up at any level. We really do appreciate your help. It does cost a lot of money to do this podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. I am actually shocked how much it is to do this podcast. In fact, Abby and I were just doing the budgeting for our new podcast to get it off the ground. <laughs> and and that made us cry a little bit. Uh, <laughs> we don't want to keep you on here anymore. So I am going to present to you episode 88. Oh, my God. We're only 12 episodes from 100 episodes. Fire and Ice. Speaking of horrible concepts, <laughs> um, so I forget what this guy's name is, but the one person who kind of like reliably talked about um, the sort of flavor and texture of human meat um, was this guy in like the early 1900s, I want to say, and he he ended up getting a like a slice from like a medical school or something like that. Anyways, when he cooked it up, he likened it most to, like, veal, apparently. Huh. Okay. Um, okay. So I was like, hmm, I could try that. <laughs> you know what's funny is Ethical. Abby and I actually <laughs> have a lot of discussions about this. We have we have discussed human the, the possibilities of, like, human meat many times. Yeah. Hmm. So we have good, good, we have it on good authority that it tastes like tastes and has mm-hmm. the texture of veal mm-hmm. or at least his cut did so my question is if you had to eat human meat because this campaign it feels like it works with this campaign because there is lots oh of that absolutely on. especially like yep. with hard winter campaigns like where cannibalism almost always Donner comes party. up and these kinds yes. of things exactly mm-hmm. yeah well, just a reminder you just found a chest full of children's scalps not that is exactly. also true like, that also is also it. a truth fact we also burned that i'm pretty we sure did we did burn that in- we instantly. did <laughs> Our characters um, are not yet starving enough to. <laughs> and there may or may not be bone flour in you, Baba Yaga's hut. So you saying that made me just imagine like chucking a hum- a child scalp into your mouth. That's horrible, oh, Abby. Um, so gross. Hum- hum- <laughs> uh, doing the Yoshi noise. No, but my question is, what no. preparation? of human meat would you want mm. like would you want them in nugget for highly processed <laughs> this is interesting would you want <laughs> would you want like julia child's three-page beef bourguignon so you're um, saying do you want us to be a hannibal or a cannibal and let's put this in, <laughs> into the characters themselves. What would your characters want is what i curious about. Oh, yeah, that too. Uh. I, I want both answers. i do want both answers but yeah no (laughs) i'm just kidding (laughs) 
Well, I guess I can go first. I'm, you know, when it comes to like a turkey, I'm a big leg person. I love turkey legs, <laughs> chicken legs. <laughs> so I, I, I think maybe it might be the leg. I think I might be a leg person. You want the leg. How do you want it cooked? Do you want like low and slow? Mm. Yeah, fall it off the bone. Maybe you put into a pulled human a human bean sandwich. <laughs> with some sauce, with some BBQ. With some sauce. Some a a pulled, sauce. <laughs> pulled people sandwich. I know she's not here, but, you know, you can answer for Mariposa. <laughs> would she even? Would she even? Uh, she, Mariposa would not. <laughs> she would not partake at all. She would, uh, she would be horrified. Yeah, sounds about right. I think I'm, a- Angel, like, Abraxas has boy snacks all the time. Mm-hmm. He has himself yeah. a little boy snack every once in a while. That's true, that's true. Uh, Rarely humans. <laughs> but... They don't come up don't too often. Human. Don't come up too often. You know, a he witch ate, or two. I think he ate Radisek. Yeah, definitely. Did you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. And Nazina. Did you? Yeah, eat I Zena? think you. I think you chomped down on Nazina a bit too. Most of you know I what? Most of the things that we'll fight. He even had a little nugglub, but just to he didn't want to because they just <laughs> didn't look appetizing. But just to say, yeah, I've tried that. Um, <laughs> he had like a little nugglub. every meat across. Just to say, yeah. I've yeah, I've tried a little nugglub. I gamey. want Abraxas to write a cookbook called Every Meat Across Galarian. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yes, that's gonna that's gonna start being a thing. Um you know he's ad- he's adventuring with an author already, so uh, he can true. ask for advice. That's how to true. get published. We can, we every every time we start talking about Abraxas and eating like a, a some random monster, every little piece from Pete's dragon pops into my head. Every, every little time. piece. <laughs> Every little piece. Let's see. I, if I had had some long pig, I would, you know, I'd have to go with like a taco format. I would want it with a br- beans and rice. I would definitely want it in a taco or enchiladas. Mm. But mm-hmm. one of those two. Tacos That's a nice first. idea. I didn't even think of that. My answer is going to be so boring by the time we get to me, but. It's like I'm your helper. <laughs> Angel, I'm not that white. <laughs> it's gonna be nuggets. Ew, no, it's not nuggets. It's gonna be little people-shaped nuggets. I mean, of boring nuggets. <laughs> dino nuggets of human meat. No, I mean boring in the like. It's very classical sense because I do a lot of like when I cook for myself, I do a lot of like fussy stuff on purpose to like challenge myself, like the aforementioned. Uh, three-page Julia Child beef bourguignon. Oh, recipe. you actually tried that, that one. Okay. Oh my god, it's a nightmare. But yeah, I love. Was it delicious <laughs> and challenge. was it worth it? It was delicious. I wouldn't say three pages was necessary though. <laughs> As with many recipes, there are a lot of things you can cut out, and most people will not taste them. I am a super taster, so I could tell like where I added things and like mm. where I wanted to cut them back in the future. But most people are gonna taste it and be like, hmm, yum. <laughs> They're not going to go, oh, there's the thyme. Oh, there, I see, I taste a little, which kind of wine did you use? Because I'm tasting a little more oak than than this flavor. You know, like, that's not going to happen. <laughs> so there's no reason for a lot of these recipes to be like this. Um, anyways, what would Abraxas, Abraxas kind of, oh. like we said, we, he chows down a lot, but what would it be his most preferred? Oh, let's <laughs> see. I think his most preferred is all natural, like right off the bone. 
like mid battle while it's still thrashing around trying to attack him in the party. He's like, whatever. I'm just gonna take a. I'm gonna take a bite oh out of my you then. God. Or, you know, while it's still fresh, fresh. Also, a big fan of tortas and stew. That's true. Yeah. God. Oh. But I think his his preferred will always be right off. You know, right off the source, whether it still has a couple of HP or not. That'll be his number one. And yeah, followed by tortas, for sure. He, he, does, mm-hmm. he does like himself a little torta. It's portable, has extra stuff. Um, you know, get, gets some of that vegetable, vegetables in. But definitely off the bone is going to be his number one choice. It's like, uh, in, in Japanese, the word is ikizukuri. <laughs> that just means like live. Oh, then yeah, that's it. Prepared right there. alive. <laughs> Prepared <laughs> alive. <laughs> <laughs> it's usually like octopus and stuff. They'll you right. have like a live octopus. It's pretty fucked. Um. <laughs> Ooh, I, I wouldn't be able to do that. I, That's I've just started eating jello fresh. again. It's just it just moves too much. No, yeah, I can't. I can't do anything <laughs> I alive. I don't like being reminded that I'm eating a living creature. Yes. I, <laughs> if I, I've said it many times before, and I'll say it once more, if if I ever actually had to like uh, kill my own food, I would be a vegan so fast. Oh yeah, <laughs> me too. Because um, I get meat revulsion too. Every once in a while, I'll I'll just stop wanting any kind of meat unless it's mm-hmm. hyper processed. Like right now, I'm I'm not really able to eat meat except for like. I've been eating bacon, and even that is starting to test me. Like, I'll start to feel like I'm going to barf in the middle of eating it. Yeah. So I'm right there with you. <laughs> so that's why, like, live, like, m- one of my one of my professors, uh, when I was studying anthropology, told me about, you know, he went, he, he, was, he was at a conference in Korea, uh, and then some of his colleagues took him out to dinner, and they really wanted to, like, show him a good time. And so they, they ordered a, a live squid oh. um, to be brought to their table, and... And like he was like, and it was still wiggling, and then they killed it, and then like they were just carving little pieces off of it while it was still alive, and I ate some of it because I didn't want to be rude, but I felt really bad the whole time. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, and that like that story has always been a, like, oh man, I can't, I can't. Dang, it's such it's such a weird arbitrary place to draw the line to. Like it's 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 absolutely. <laughs> I'm at, just in case anybody's like wondering. I'm absolutely not drawing some kind of moral line. Yeah. Um. Because every culture has its different practices, and and obviously, like I still I still do eat meat. Um. That's which, a that's a good point to make. Which is which I, is a, which is a moral <laughs> complication in and of itself. Um. But I extremely hypocritically, uh, couldn't stand eating something that was like living. In front yeah. of me. <laughs> yeah, because I'm definitely not not judging any culture. Like, I, I think yeah, it sounded I just like, make especially when I was talking about, yeah, <laughs> ikizukuri, I'm not judging the practice. I just couldn't, like, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, like, I my own, my own personal, like, squeamishness <laughs> and foibles that would make me, would make that not, like, appetizing to me. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I walked into a supermarket once and somebody had, or the market had, had cut open turtle shells. No, and I was just, no. that was that was my nope. I was like, nope. I nope. was about to puke, and I turned around and walked out the store, and never Turtles. went back to that store again. Yeah. Because it's I, really I, sad. I'm sure for some people it's completely fine, but that is a nope point for me. Nope. <laughs> I also like I can't pick lobsters out of a tank. Like oh. I've never I've never done the I fresh do lobster that. thing because I can't pick one. I'm just kind of like I don't. 
I like you don't understand. I want to be completely divorced from this process so that I don't have to think about it while I'm eating the meat. <laughs> that is actually my one exception, Abby. I will kill a lobster. I wouldn't I don't think I could kill anything else, but because especially because I feel like a lot of times I don't know if they kill them ethically, but I will. I will <laughs> I will stab like, straight through the brain. You know, I'm not going to let someone else that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it. They're big, I mean, dumb ocean bugs. <laughs> Abs, what would you uh, do? I mean, so this is so this is like this conversation to follow, where I just talked about how squeamish I am about being involved in the process of killing the animal at all, but still being willing to eat it. Will now be followed by what I would probably try human meat. <laughs> I think I've mentioned before, I love Hannibal so, 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 so much. <laughs> yes, me too. So I have some thoughts about what I would absolutely eat if I went to Hannibal's house. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I honestly, like, I kind of, like, sort of imagine sort of a more simple, like, rustic sort of dish where it's just, like, um, the, like, a steak thrown in a pan with some butter and some garlic and a sprig of rosemary or thyme and then like eat that with some like potatoes and a glass of whatever fancy red wine uh, <laughs> he happens to have in the cellar at the time and I would definitely eat that um, also in the very first episode he makes this like egg scramble thing with the sausage with the sausage yeah that I would I'd eat that too that, it that looked, looked tasty. Amazing. That it was looked, one that of the tastiest, tastiest looking ones. Because I'm not into liver. <laughs> so what you're saying is you want a more farm to table human experience. I really do. Um, because I'm <laughs> hipster. I am hipster nonsense. Oh, this is this is actually this is sorry. It's a complete tangent, but I find it really funny. Um, in myself, of I used to not like pickles. Like I would absolutely refuse to eat them. I would give them. I would give them to whoever I was with. If I if like a pickle ended up anywhere near my sandwich or whatever. Um, but now there, now there's like a trend in artisanal pickles at the places mm. that I like to eat. And now I'm like, oh, artisanal pickles. Yes, I'll try them. And now I like pickles, even though it's fucking pickles. It's exactly the same. I don't know if there's a fancy way to make pickles, but there as is. soon there as is. it appeared, there, there is. is. That's a real, that's a real, okay, well, that makes me feel better about it, because I was just making fun of myself, just kind of like, wait, so I don't like pickles, but then as soon as it appears on a menu and says, no, but we have fancy pickles, I'm like, oh, I'm fancy. Yeah, don't get me wrong, I will go hard on a Vlasic, but there is a massive difference between the, like, the, like, I can get, oh, at Nugget, they have these, like, plastic container ones. Um, yes, I know the ones you're talking about. I yes. buy those too. They're so oh, good. Oh, they're so good. Oh my God. I'm the same way, Abby. If there's like a pickle on my McDonald's cheeseburger, I've grossed the shit out. Disgusting. Like it's I love brine. Like but, but those, 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 those <laughs> fancy ones that Jess is talking about, the plastic container, and they're still, they still, still kind of retain the color. It's like of the, $8 for Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, mm -hmm. I I will eat those till my till the cows okay. come home. Well, I'm glad that we're all really fancy, Abby. <laughs> I will one up but... you in the fact oh, that please do, please do. I only like homemade pickles now. Nice. Oh, I had clay make them or do you make recently. them? Uh, clay makes them more often, but I ha but I know how to pickle stuff now. 
And nice. so we make Those our own pickle thing. So like uh, Dustin and Jess, when you came over and we had the bibimbap, Clay, oh, God. Clay, pickled, oh, God. Clay pickled everything himself. <laughs> And like made, oh, okay. like made everything I, from scratch. See, I could tell they were fancy. I didn't know yes. that you did them yourself. <laughs> so homemade I fancy. I'm very bougie and very judgmental. Bougie. Any pickle not made from scratch. <laughs> three three cheers for bougie people. <laughs> hey, Angel, do you ever do you ever eat like pickled stuff on because sometimes I, I'll put these days I'll put like pickled things on my tacos. That's been like oh, a absolutely. more recent. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's like oh, a yeah. repollo. Like, mm-hmm. like like yeah. a quick like, yeah, the little my, growing up we always had it was like a Tupperware product where it has like a little strainer and you lift up the yep. the Ooh. pickled uh jalapenos. Oh um, yes. Zanahor- oh, carrots. I was like zanahorias. Yeah, oh, that was carrots. like a staple mm-hmm. in our, our fridge is the little pickled pickled items. I do nice. not like pickled eggs, no, but those, those I have like a faint memory of them, so I'd probably try them again. Um, but I recently had homemade pickles. Well, not recently. Never mind. You know, it was late last year. <laughs> eh, that's recent. But, <laughs> that's recent uh, I, that's I'm recent fine enough. with the McDonald's pickles. I mean, they're not the greatest, amazing, most thing. But it's like, eh, I like pickles. So um, I like the plastic. Yes. I like the crunchy ones. Yes. And an old coworker. So we used to, she moved to another <laughs> bureaucracy. Um so we we talked. She had a policy of like we can't be Facebook friends if we work together, which I'm okay with that policy. So once she left, she added me to Facebook friends, so we were able to catch up. And she gave me like two jars of homemade pickles, and they looked weird because it could. I think I saw some bay leaves in there. Oh yeah. yeah. And then I'm the opposite. I'm like, oh, what, what kind of bougie shit is this? I don't <laughs> fucking want this. Weird. It's not bay leaves. <laughs> I'm just talking about? Target brand. What is it? Kroger. Kroger. What's a Costco one? Or is that Walmart? Oh, Kirkland. Um, Kirkland. Kirkland. There you Kirkland. go. Kirkland. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm like, what kind of? I'm like, give me some generic pickles. What the crap is this? Fucking delicious. I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, these are so good. So I will be down for some artisanal fucking pickles. Hell yeah, I'll put them on with that artisanal mustard. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, but yeah, I used to no. make them in Japan pickle all the time with, with tacos. Yeah, well, welcome to mm-hmm. the fantastic pickle podcast. <laughs> Yeah, this is now a pickle yeah, cast. Once again, we've talked about food. I, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but Clay, I need to know. Or, I'm Clay. Logan. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I can I talk to Clay. called you your husband's name. Um, I was I about to give to away know. the pickle recipe. If that's oh, okay. what you're asking. Well, I do want that. But I also oh. <laughs> want you to tell me how you would eat human meat if you had to. Or would oh, you Oh, wait, just I didn't tell you refuse. what Pippa would eat. That's right. Oh. I was going to. I thought I thought it was going to be a big no from Pippa. <laughs> I think you're um, Actually, no. Pippa has traveled too long in the company of Abraxas and now Andromeda <laughs> to really be as squeamish about it as she may have been like a month ago Fair. when this started. <laughs> oh, it's closer to two months now. Okay, now it's closer to two months. Um, but, but you know, I mean, and, and even before then, uh, Pippa has a practical streak. She yeah. will... She will do what needs doing to accomplish her, to accomplish her aims, to make sure that she and her friends survive. Uh, and then also she's, you know, she's a halfling. She's also pretty curious. I mean, and, and especially now as we're kind of, we're moving into sort of darker parts of the story. Um, she herself is kind of in a, in a darker place than she's been in previous books and there's you know, there's a little part of her that is beginning to become curious 
after watching Abraxas and Andromeda's sort of weird macabre journey into people eating. Corpse beast. <laughs> so yeah, so she's thinking, she's like, I don't know, I mean, it, like, let's say Abraxas made a stew and included some questionably come by meats in it. <laughs> uh, she did it. So that's that. Okay, now Logan can go. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna make this quick. Pageant doesn't eat meat, so that's easy. Buwan has probably eaten meat in Aldenhart since he's came from a Jadwiga family. So he probably yeah. it wouldn't be his first choice, but he would probably not turn it away because it's dead. It's useful. He'll eat it. Um, as for myself, I grew up going to like seafood. So seafood city is a Filipino grocery chain. And then a lot of the Asian markets just can tend to have like open air meat markets type stuff in the back. So I'm not really mm-hmm. adverse to just seeing all the meats and all the animals just kind of flayed and everywhere out there like that. Um, plus F- Filipinos, we have a thing called Dinugan, which is a pork blood stew, essentially. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. I don't personally like it because it's a little too metallic uh, for my taste. Because okay, of all the blood. Little 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 lot of iron in there. Yeah. I mean, like you you literally put pork blood in to thicken it and everything like that. And like it turns like a okay. a brown color. So it, it it always smells really good. And like my my mom and my sister love it, but I just don't personally like the taste of it. But I feel like if you're if I was desperate, I'd eat it. I would probably prefer it in like probably a stew form, because I feel like human meat would be really tough, especially the longer <laughs> you've lived. Um, mm-hmm. And if not, then probably a jerky because jerky oh, would just be salted and it would just something where I wouldn't have to think about where it came from. Well, like I said, the guy did say it was supposedly like veal. So. <laughs> well, it depends. It, it probably depends on the cut and like the life of the person. Yeah. Because you know? someone who's very, very active would probably have very stringy meat, whereas someone well, who's a lot more cushioned in their life and probably isn't used to adverse <laughs> labor. If- one of the stories in this, I, so I I read a book on cannibalism a couple summers ago about just mm-hmm. different forms of cannibalism, um, different times that it's happened from either necessity, culture, or curiosity. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it's that, that that actually falls that falls under the curiosity I chapter. Think, yeah. But but there was there was one guy in the curiosity chapter who. You know, he and his friends had talked about it all the time. About under what circumstances would they would they eat? human meat and he actually ended up having to get his leg amputated after getting in an accident and he was able to bring some of that home with him and ground it up and made tacos with it that he and his friends ate what wild Um, it was a wild story i mean uh, (laughs) he said it he said it he said like he's i don't know he said like it tasted kind of like beef like I mean, it was fine. Here's the thing: is a lot of people actually will eat, consume the placenta. I was of, about to say, uh, but the placenta—that's yeah, a pretty. It's, it's a. That's a. I mean, that's technically a part of a human. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. to Jessica. Okay, so these are interchangeable. I I would go with the same preparation as Andromeda, most likely. So okay. we'll just say either one of us would go in either order. But basically, my first choice, because I like created my own through lots of experimentation um chicken piccata recipe that i love and so i would do basically a chicken piccata preparation 
I mean, there is veal piccata, so I guess I could mm. say that instead. Um, <laughs> but I would do like a chicken piccata recipe, a really nice thin cut with that sauce. I love that shit. Um, or I would want to do it like chashu. Ooh. So some nice human belly, yeah. barbecue it up, slice it, put it on your ramen. Oh, I love chashu on ramen. I always get the little double mm. that and double tamago. Oh, and the menma. Menma? <laughs> yes. Menma. Mm. I'm hoping that we did not scare everyone away with our cannibal talk. Uh, <laughs> apparently, we have all thought about this a little bit more. What the crazy weirdos who follow us? I think we're fine. Everybody watched <laughs> Hannibal, right? Come on. Yeah, everybody watched Hannibal. Hannibal. It's on Silence Netflix now. Lambs. Do it now. I, I can't watch yeah. Hannibal. I, I, it's just not my. I probably would like it if I watched it, but it's, you would. You, you definitely, absolutely would like it's it. A Why does it gross you out, or what? What's the deal? I, I don't like. I don't like antiheroes. I'm not a big antihero person. Oh, it's not an antihero. It's no. it's purely just they, evil. They never make him seem like a good guy, Dustin. If that's what you're worried about, it. There are some very good cathartic moments of him getting his shit rocked. So that I don't know. True. I think you would enjoy. Especially in season and, three, and Jack like so fucking throws him off. Artistically gorgeous. Oh like, god, yeah, yes. Like, it's killer. just shot in such a beautiful way. The cooking scenes get my heart because I'm like, this is this is what I love the most. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when we last left our battered crew, Buon had taken a pretty hard hit. Yeah, yeah. He's uh he's not doing well. He's uh rushing in. I think his mindscape is not quite where it should be. How's he doing hit point wise? Oh, hit point wise, he's actually pretty fine. He's like, I want to say at 50, something like that. Yeah, it's not bad. The temporary hit points helped. Look, the Gorgon's turn has just finished. So that means everyone else will get a nice go at him again before hopefully Buon doesn't take another hard hit like that because it is Buon's turn. So what would Buon like to do? Uh, so Buon is, you can tell I've been thinking about it for a while because I, I know instantly what I want to do. Um, he's going to take a five foot step back. And as he's doing that, he's going to start summoning a creature. Uh, and he just, without thinking, just rips something out, the magical energy out of his forehead and just pushes it forward. And from his hand leaps the boar of Gilgast, the beast of <gasps> Gilgast. And he summons it right oh. in front of him. And then awesome. the beast of Gilgast is going to attack the Gorgon with a gore attack. Shove him into the tentacles. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. It's okay. spirit reincarnated. Yeah, and like if you look close enough, you might see maybe little summoner bands kind of straining against the beast of Gelgas, so it's in Buon's control. And so now the boar is going to attack with gore, which is. Okay, that's a 21 to hit. A 21 will miss. Ah, okay, well, at least it's in front of me. <laughs> Does that in Buon's turn then? Yeah, he doesn't have any bonus actions. Okay, Abraxas, you're up. You're pretty far away from the fight. Right, because I was trying to do it like a surround thing, like Andromeda, and I didn't trust the I didn't trust the the hag as Abraxas saw as another enemy. And even though she's trying to help with the challenge, she's still an enemy in his mind. He's like bullshit. Fuck witches, their intrigue. Uh, he's not from Orlais. A uh, little dragon agent there. Uh, he's straight to the point 
He was towards the entrance when this whole bullshit happened. Oh, bullshit. Oh, 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 oh. He's not hearing any of this. He's going to charge straight in. And when I say charge, I mean the mechanics charge. So Dustin, you'll like that because it'll knock his armor down a little bit. So I know you'll be a fan of that one. And he's going to charge straight into the bull. Take the bull by the horns. I got a 32 to hit on my very first attack as he's charging in there. Hammer a swinging. Uh, that definitely hits. Go ahead and roll me some damage there. 10 points of damage. And so as he comes in and he just, with his charge, just right in, with his hammer out, just crashes into it. Okay. So that ends Abraxas's turn. Pippa, you're up. Well, then considering that Abraxas has just really physically entered the fray, she's going to play it safe and, and, and magic missile it from a distance, I think, is how this is going to go. From so, a distance. Yeah. Pippa just throws her arm out there and sends three magic missiles hurtling at the Gorgon. Nine. Nine points of damage. Ooh, awesome. go abs. So good. Okay, we are at the top of round four, and it is Andromeda's turn. My uh, spiritual weapon does its whipping about. And the first attack is going to be a 25 or 26. Hit. And the second one is only like a 10, so that's not going to hit. That's five points of damage from my scythe. Well, that I made up. <laughs> I always think about that. I'm like, technically, my spiritual weapon is just supposed to be some thing because there isn't one designated for the god that touches me. But um, I decided it was a scythe. It could be a small shadowy version of Andromeda that's just like a puppet. <laughs> like gnaw some people. A little puppet. <laughs> oh, that would be fun. Maybe I'll change it eventually. Maybe it'll warp as she warps. Um, okay, and then I'm going to grip Buon's shoulder. How many hit points are you down? 22. I'm down 22. Woo! Woo, 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 woo. That's so much. Okay. Um, so I'm going to cast Cure Serious Wounds. Oh. I just grip Buon's shoulder and... Violet and Aurora colored energy seeps into him. Thank you, little one. Healing him for 12 hit points. Yes. <laughs> Does that end Andromeda's turn? It sure do. Okay, it is the Gorgon's turn. Mr. Gorgon is going to take a five foot step back. I'm stepping up using my step up ability. <laughs> okay. Where do you think you're going? Smoke bellows from its nose and mouth and envelops all of you, except for Pippa. (laughs) I need you all to roll me a fortitude save. Oh, yes. My best one. What a waste. Okay, this is for the boar. 24. Should have been Buon. 28. Damn it. What did Buon roll? (laughs) Oh, actually, I rolled better. 25. (laughs) Oh, great. Okay. Okay, what do you roll there, Abraxas? I rolled a 16, so that gives me a grand total of 29. Okay, you all passed the save, luckily. So none of you are petrified this round. And that ends its turn. Buon, you're up. 
Buon breathes in the gas that was just emitted from the Gorgon and just breathes it out in like a yell. And he sends the boar to rush forward and gore again. Ooh, hopefully this hits. A 27? 27 will hit. 17 points of piercing damage. As the Beast of Gelgas tusks pierce the metal armor of the Gorgon and into the side of the beast, the Gorgon falls to the ground in a deafening thud as the Beast of Gelgas has gotten his revenge and killed. Yes. Yes. Well done. Are you not entertained? (laughs) (laughs) He just does it to wherever Missy's watching because he knows she is. Nice. Pippa edges away from sort of the still like seething mass of tentacles that Andromeda's left to be like, can you, uh, can you get rid of this? It is. She's looking up at one that's sort of towering over her. (laughs) It is, um, messing a little bit with my equilibrium. Oh, moves forward to strike at you, but it's just short. Yeah, I'm like, no, no. She, le- she leans back with her eyes, like her eyes are super wide, just staring at it. <laughs> oh, right, sorry. And she reaches out a hand, palm up towards the ceiling, and then closes her fist and turns it over, and they go sinking into the ground and dissipate. Thank you. Sorry about that. No, that's fine, because in, in many ways, that was very cool. <laughs> um, but now that battle is over, I'd, I'd sooner, uh, I'd rather not. Thank mm-hmm. you. I'm, all sorts of new things are coming out of me. <laughs> yes, they sh- they certainly are. You are full of surprises. <laughs> Speaking of surprises, what is this? It's a gorgon. It's a metallic. I remember you yelling. It's a test beast. to test our metal in this uh, place. Because, <laughs> you know, we get tested all the time. Yeah, we apparently weren't tested enough on our way in here. But is it? does it have anything useful on it? Can it? Let me check. Is there meat in there? I don't... Uh, what? I, I, I'm still not quite clear on what exactly uh, it is. I guess Buon will check to see if there's anything useful on it. You notice that other than maybe having some, some magical beast meat, uh, there isn't much on the Gorgon itself. However, once the mirage has, has broken away, you do notice that in the back corner is the half-eaten corpse of a frost giant, which you realize was probably the Gorgon's last snack. Is there anything on the Gorgon that stands out that like that's from a gorgon maybe the horns okay buon's gonna somehow break those off if he needs assistance from abraxas he he wants us as trophies he's pissy right now (laughs) all right abraxas can you help me with these horns yeah he uh gets a a good solid uh grip on him and uses his hammer oh no in his kitchen set he has uh, a good um Bone saw? Yeah. You had to pick up the essentials. <laughs> How's the it meat smell? He's never had Gorgon. I mean, it's it's a magical cow, basically, so mm. <laughs> I'm going to taste taste like cow, but magical with magic. Beef. Okay. <laughs> it tastes like cow, but with, it's already it's salted to perfection. <laughs> <laughs> Probably kind of metallic. It had all that metal armor. Like, mm-hmm. This tastes like a silver piece. <laughs> also, I did melt a lot of the armor onto the flesh of it. Mm. Oh, some of it's co- <laughs> some of it's cooked. Gross. I'll pass yeah. on this one. I'll probably take um, a look at the frost giant. Uh, when you're looking at the frost giant, you do see a sack made of goat's stomach 
inside of it, you find a climber's kit, 50 feet of giant-sized rope, oh. rough-cut gemstones worth a total of 2,650 gold. Whew. Whoa. Okay. All right. He'll stuff the gear, and he'll rush excitedly to Pippa's like, oh, hey, look at these gemstones. Very nice. One of them Can is she even as big as them? your hand. Yeah, I was just about to say, like, how, like, so she's cupping the biggest one in between her two her two palms and she's like well that almost makes that whole fat worth it doesn't it she's tilting it from <laughs> side to side letting it catch the light she's like at least there's still pretty somewhere. things down here <laughs> <laughs> does any of you speak giant uh, I think Buon does <laughs> I'm, about to say, I'm pretty sure I do uh, as you guys are looking at the gems and kind of examining it and I'm going to assume Pippa you have gone over to where they're at mm-hmm uh, you hear yeah. down the hallway, or just around the corner of the hallway, Mushkuba, brother, where are you in giant? Um, and oh you start oh, to shit. feel the ground vibrate as he comes around the corner and sees you. What have you done to my brother? Um, Buon's going. Help! Buon's going to step wow. forward and and in giant back. He's going to sell. Say halt! We were not the ones who ate your brother. Look with your eyes. It is obvious that this Gorgon that we have just defeated ate your brethren. Buon, what's he saying? Uh, and I'm Bu- in a defensive he seems pose. Mad. And, and <laughs> he seems real upset. Uh, and he's going to speak back to everyone. He's like, he's, he thinks that we ate his brother and he's calling for help. I'm trying to convince him we did not. <laughs> Pippa no, no, slowly no, 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 puts no. the gemstone back on the ground and just kind of like, I'm so glad did I was going to just start chopping off a leg. That was a close <laughs> call. Even if that's what you're saying, you're still an enemy. Why? And then he. Why? He, Little old us? Really? We don't know what he's saying. <laughs> yes. oh, yeah, never mind. Never mind. Sorry, that was we, metagaming. Why are we enemies? Just because we are different? Yes. And he rolled to do attack. Go oh, for initiative. Man. Oh, geez. You are a. Son of a you bitch. You are a dum dum. A big giant <laughs> dum dum. You're a big asshole. Yes. You're a very silly man. <laughs> a breakfast will Your give Andromeda a big wolf grin. It's like fresh meat. She grins Woo! back and uh, and her uh, scythe goes hovering over her head, <laughs> ready to fly towards that fool. Uh, Buwan, what you get? I got a five, and don't you dare mock me for it. Uh, you are mocked, my friend. Andromeda, what you get? Uh, I rolled an 11 plus a soupy one, so that's 19. All right. Pippa, what you get? I got a 26. Ooh. That, I, that's, I think, one of the highest I've ever seen for Pippa. Uh-huh. And Abraxas, what you get? I rolled a four, so altogether that's going to be eight. I feel okay about it because Axel just brought me pepino, which is, of course, Ooh. cucumber, with a little tahine and lemon mm. on it, and it's fucking delicious. Yeah, Nothing can get me down. Angel, stop it. I'm so hungry. I'm jealous. Oh, I was going to make breakfast tacos, but I didn't wake up early enough. <laughs> okay, we are at the top of round one, and Pippa, you are first to go. There is a... Heck yes! There is a giant frost giant. I see many Eat more. Him. He sure is right there. Pippa quickly draws the wand of invisibility from her belt and you see one of the gems on her armband flash and and wink out and 
all of us become invisible. Oh, yeah. Ha. All right. That's a good first move. By the way, when you look over at the giant, you see him, his head is hitting the ceiling. So he is actually under the condition known as he is squeezed. Oh, that's really good. That drops there to hit and their AC. Yep. Negative four, negative four. Mm -hmm. Uh, So little good news on your part. Uh, um, as Pippa casts invisibility, the last thing Buon shouts is, No one's coming for you! I'm going to cast Path of Glory greater. So Andromeda drops to one knee and slams her hand into the ground, and a bunch of squares of light appear again, just says, as we uh, had appear earlier during the hag fight. <laughs> um... So just as a reminder, you guys, if you end your turn in one of the squares, you get five hit points. And uh, Jess, I'm going to give you control of Erdija. Erdija will be your spiritual weapon. Erdija, I summon. Erdija. I miss Erdija. And then as my move, uh, my spiritual weapon, which is on its last legs, sort of inches forward. And it might go out before <laughs> I can attack him, but I have to try. <laughs> All right. Buon, give me a perception check. A perception check? Uh, yeah, 10. Okay, you're doing okay. Uh, <sighs> it is now the Frost Giant's turn. I don't like that. <laughs> he pulls out a rock, and he's going to throw it in the glowing squares, because that's the last place he saw people at, and he figures there's probably a reason why there's glowing squares there. That makes sense. But first off, uh, there's four squares that are glowing, and only two of you, so I'm going to roll a d4. If it's one or two, it's going to hit... One's Pippa, two is Andromeda, three and four are nothing. Okay. So I roll a two, which is Andromeda. Does a 27 hit you? Uh, 27 absolutely does hit me, yes, by a lot. <laughs> and I rolled an 88, so it does hit you there, Andromeda. I thought you meant 88 damage, and I was like, oh, bye. <laughs> okay, I'm dead. <laughs> no, uh, an 88% to see if it gets past your cover. Andromeda goes, squish! That is... I've never thrown a rock before. This is kind of fun. Oh, I rolled max damage. So that 88. is... <laughs> oh, shit, it's 88, 88 again. No, it's 24 points of damage as oh, a rock comes hurtling and just slams into the spot right behind you, Pippa, and then rolls off onto the side as, as if you could see uh, Andromeda, you would see like cartoonish splat. And, but she obviously, for effect only, she is not prone or anything. Uh, <laughs> you see a you bunch of a, just a rock slamming into my body and probably staggering me as I like bend over, bend double forward, <laughs> trying to catch my breath. So wait, fighting giants is crap. That's even with its negative four um, attack for squeezing. Their their attack is just so beefy. Schnikes. That's why I think that's why they allowed the squeezing mechanics is because technically if it was a full on frost giant, you guys would be fucked right now. Uh, yep. <laughs> Pippa, go ahead and roll me a perception check. It's a six on the die, but that's, but wait, there's more. Okay. It's a 17. You get out of the corner of your eyes. You see at least two of those Androscus. You fought them in the tent. They tried to murder you in the middle of the night. At oh, the shit. Okay. But you see two, but it sounds like there is even more coming down the hallway. Uh, so as a, as a free action, Pippa's going to relay this information. She's like, we've got incoming. We've got company. It's more of those Androscu bastards. Mm-hmm. 
Well, shit. I'll slow them down. Uh, and uh, Abraxas, you're up. Holy shit, this is so much fighting. <laughs> Abraxas is going to approach near the door or to near the entrance and again is going to raise his hand and do like a swirling a swirling motion and uh, kind of do a slight fling towards the entrance and a flurry of sleet uh, starts forming around that uh, that entryway. So I've used sleet storm. Of course, I've used that several times. So it blocks all sight, even dark vision, and it causes the ground in the area to be icy. So they could only uh, walk at half of their normal speed with a DC uh, 10 acrobatics. And if they fail, of course, they can't move. And if they fail it by more than five, they fall on their butt. But I'm having it focused so it's right at the entryway. So it terminates basically in the in the cave. But he's trying to buy, buy them some time to deal with this fool that's in the room with them. In the room where it happens? Yep, in the room. So it's all going to be focused outward. And since you use your squeeze mechanics, I guess I would go down the corridor. Buon, you're up. Okay, so Buon is going to step back into the path to glory. Um, and then he's going to... And I looked this up, and I'm not targeting anyone, so I'm going to stay invisible after the spell. And I'm going to... He's going to pull some magic from his forehead and push it out into the entranceway as he casts Create Pit. Ooh. Ooh. And so he's going okay. to create perfect. a pit. Okay. Right. They can't here. see where they're going. The 10 by 10 is Scooby-Doo. Right here. Scooby-Doo. Right. There. So that's my turn then. So there's, a, there, there's now a pit at the end that they do not know about. Okay. And it is now round two. Woo. Wow, that was a long round. Pippa, you're up again. Excellent. She's got her other wand out, her fireball wand. Pew pew! And she's gonna launch a fucking big-ass ball of fire at our frost giant friend, uh, currently threateningly waving his weapon at us on the other side of the cavern. It's a reflex save for half. Wow, okay. Uh, let me see what I roll here. Get on, get on bright blue out here. And, uh... I rolled very low. I rolled a an eight. That will not do it, Ooh. my friend. <laughs> that will absolutely not do it. Okay, cool. So he's on fire. Let's find out how on fire. Thirteen points of fire damage on fire. Woohoo! Okay, and because he's a frost giant, he takes a little bit more damage. Woohoo! He takes another additional six points, so that is. 19 points of damage. Ow! <laughs> Alright, so that one definitely breaks my invisibility, though, correct? Yes, you are now. You and Abraxas are now the only invisible ones. I didn't attack anybody. Excellent. Mine was um, weather-related. No right. damage. Oh, cool, so Pippa's the only visible correct. one. Correct, yes. <laughs> Not good. <laughs> <laughs> Very badass. Awesome. Not good. <laughs> <laughs> we gotcha, we gotcha. I made a mistake. Oh, well, I've got my, I have my invisibility one. I've wand. made a huge mistake. Pippa like to do anything else before she answers? Yeah, them? since, since Andromeda and Buon are still in this, are still, I mean, she, cause you know, they're, they're standing relatively close to her. I'm sure she can kind of feel that they're still in her immediate area. Um, she's going to move away from them and towards sort of around, like towards where the corpse of the other frost giant is. 
Um, can I use the body of the other frost giant for cover at all? You can next turn get under the frost giant's body for cover. Disgusting. I will definitely try to do that. <laughs> okay, but in the meantime, she she takes her she takes her full movement and uh, you know starts starts I guess beginning the process of trying to scooch under that. You're gonna leave those healing squares, huh? Okay. Well, I you know aren't you at full health? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, the, I'm currently the only target that the frost giant can see, and I don't want to be standing right next to my friends. That makes sense. Okay, so, so it is the first... Because I'm a hero, goddammit. I'm not a selfish piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is the first in Rosku's turn, and he moves forward. And what is the DC I need to, as he stumbles onto the pit, not knowing it's there? It is... 15. Okay. Oh, also the pit is 30 feet deep. Uh, yeah, he passed that with a 21. Okay. Whew, okay. And that ends its turn. And then the other one, it go. It actually ends up right on the pit. Uh, and it passes its save as well. Just straddling the pit. And drum, I like to think of it because it has four legs. I like to think that it's like the, on each of the quarters of the pit. The pit's <laughs> Exa- right that's under exactly it. what I was <laughs> That's very funny. Uh, Andromeda, you are up. Okay. I am. Andromeda is looking around. She's invisible, so you can't see her doing this, but she's looking around like, uh, duh. <laughs> Which thing do I do? <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> um, and the first thing I'm going to do is cast my hand outward and my path of glory extends as a swift action oh my gosh okay excellent 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 path of you're glory. a good friend andromeda <laughs> a good friend <laughs> for the audience i have drawn the stupidest path i mean it's like i have a, a, fo- a square of four around me and uh buon and then i've had to draw just a bunch of like rectangles coming off of it in a weird way to reach Pippa. It's it's quite silly. Um, it's a very silly looking Path of Glory, but it is cool <laughs> because this means I will start getting hit points back. Still glorious! Uh, <laughs> it's still glorious! <laughs> and then I will... God, okay. And then I will move Erdija slash my um, spiritual weapon to do an attack on the Andrazku since it's closer. And I don't think I can reach the giant. I probably could. It doesn't matter. I'm attacking the Andraku. Oof. Okay, so for a 19 on the die, so a 30. A 30 will definitely hit. Hell yeah! Um, and so that's gonna be 9 points of damage. I'm going to cast Black Tentacles once again. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> How good. How nice. Silliness. This campaign really needed more tentacles. Yeah, it did need more tentacles. Yeah, I'm going to cast them in the hallway so that they're kind of eating up all the space. I think they can also go in the pit. It would have to go only in the pit, so I have to decide. I think I'm going to have it be in the hallway outside the pit, so kind of over it because it goes on the ground. I feel like if it goes over a pit, there's no tentacles like on top of the pit, just around it. It's like a... It's like a <laughs> An ice tentacle whole gauntlet. <laughs> it is. It's like a little obstacle course. So I have to roll <laughs> to try and... Um, oh, shit. This might actually work. I was really not... Oh, okay, does a 34 
uh, overcome their CMD. God, I hope yeah. so. Now those are some badass demons who are gonna fucking die. It does. Oh my god! I rolled a twenty. I had to. Li- <laughs> Your soup is really That's super late. Like, no, I need to cook every flipping rest. Uh, yeah. There's like no reason not uh, to anymore now. You absolutely should because it's really coming in so Next, handy. Next, artisanal pickles. <laughs> artisanal pickles. <laughs> Pickle soup. <laughs> soupy spells. All of our s- spells are soupy. Soupy. <laughs> um, this spell. Okay. So since I have now grappled, um, um, in which case they both are grappled. And he's going to take 10 points of damage. Okay. And I'm done. Okay, roll me a CMD, because this one's gonna... It doesn't know the tentacles are there, so it's gonna <laughs> run into them. Oh, right. Oh, the same roll applies, it says in the rules for this oh, spell. Oh, well, that's kind of dumb. Uh, okay. It's a good spell. <laughs> it's a level four well, fucking spell. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, they're all... But they can roll a strength next term or something, right? They have. There's a way to break out of it. Yeah, they can attempt to break the grapple. That one is gonna take... Um, Oh, that one's going to take 11 points of damage and is grappled. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, it is now the Frost Giant's turn. And being as there is only one creature it sees in the entire place other than a spiritual weapon, it Uh is going to make a move up and attack. Oh, man. Uh Uh-huh. And attack who? It's going to attack Pippa. Yes, 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 it is. With its giant great axe. Mm. No, Mm -hmm. no, no. Mm I feel like when you're fighting super big creatures and you're a halfling, you should get like an extra, extra size bonus. I know. I wish dodging. I wish that mechanically that was possible. Yeah. Like that, because that makes so much sense to me that it's like, no, you're not at just like a mild disadvantage trying to hit me. You are like, like it's like four stories taller. than Yeah. It's I like am. trying to hit like, an ant with an ax, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. But, but that's not unfortunately how Pathfinder works, which I also agree is kind of stupid. So you lucked out. Because you rolled a 19. Oh. oh, thank God. That is, that is, uh, that's good news. That's good news, good news, good news. I'm sure it does hit, however, with a 35. Uh, uh, yeah, that'll, that'll hit. That'll do, do it. Let's roll some beautiful bean damage here. Why does it, why does it get such a heavy fucking hit? Because it's a frost giant. I mean, I know why it gets such a, I know he's a big boy. I know he's a big boy, but like. I'm the size of his big toe. Yeah. How does he hit me? I think he goes down to like attack you with the axe, and you're right because you were so small, dodged out of the way. So you instead took the blunt side of the giant axe, as you took 28 oh. points of damage. Owie. Ooh. Ow. <laughs> Andromeda almost screams. Uh, her <laughs> eyes do flash. <laughs> okay. Well, there goes all of my thir- my hero's feast points. Oh. So kiss that one goodbye. Oh, I could either it's plug the hole or go for the assist. Oh, see, this is the... Oh. Don't worry, I, I, I'll get the assist. You take care of whole boy. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm, not in, I'm not in huge trouble yet, guys. He just got me with the flat of his okay. axe. So. <laughs> so, like, so she's a little, you know, she's a little banged up, but it's not... It, it, especially, like, the Hero's Feast, like... Uh, really soaked a lot of that. So she's actually doing okay. Yeah. And hopefully it's clear by now Andromeda is like very protective of Pippa. So she's going to be over there in a hot second. <laughs> He's feeling so conflicted between, you know, um, 
he usually rushes into the fray the minute, you know, anyone even targets Pippa, looks in her direction. But he also knows it can be overtaken really easily, so he wants to kind of stem, uh, do some quick triage. So he fumbles in his his uh, little uh, belt and grabs out a rolled scroll, you know, whips it out, starts reading in a kind of really earthy, earthy tones, and slams his hand against the entrance and starts summing forth a stone barrier uh, 10 feet across here to prevent the stem. So 10 by 10. It'll actually be... Uh, it's actually 18 by 18. Stone wall. He chooses to become visible because that's still not an attack and rushes. Yeah, he'll he'll rush. He'll rush in. Uh, oh, he'll dismiss once he passes through the square. So he's going to rush over first and then just boop, appear right in front <laughs> of the giant. That way he doesn't provoke. Nice. In Debrexis' turn? Pick on someone your own size. <laughs> All he hears is blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> learn common, you dumbass. <laughs> you dumbass. Buon, you're up. Whatever. Okay. Whatever. Braxis was speak a colonialist. Common. He's like, mm, everybody should speak English. Everybody should be common. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, wow. Wow. Um, I know. So Buon is going to start summoning a creature, and he uh, takes the energy spilling forth from his forehead, and instead of shooting it out, he puts it into the cauldron of overwhelming allies that he's got belted on him and he and uh shoots forth from there a whole bunch of creatures so i it's one so i'm casting a summon monster level two as a fourth level one so i get 1d4 plus one and then the cauldron of overwhelming allies gives me 1d4 plus one again so it's gonna be a whole bunch of people (laughs) plus one plus one because of a suit you're doing the Snow White sing. <laughs> Rising up from the ground are nine magma elementals as they push their way through the earth. These two, by the stone gate that Abraxas just created, they're actually going to just start vomiting up magma and filling up those squares. What is that feature? This is Lava Puddle. So once per day as a full-run action, the magma elemental can vomit forth a puddle of lava that fills its space, counts as difficult terrain. Any creature that goes into it will take damage. Leaving it will cause residual damage. Okay. Um, now you guys can't escape. Well, it, 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 it'll go away. Um, <laughs> so those two squares have magma. And then and then the rest are just all going to attack. Yeah. Okay, I'm probably not going to hit any of you, but at least I'll be distracting. No. Okay, and then Buon himself is just going to move back one space. Oh, pff, as I draw over Buon, <laughs> such an anticlimactic. I know, end. but but at least there's <laughs> to a spell that was so bad. I summon nine boars, and then I take a step back. <laughs> then okay. I take a step back. And then I take a step back. Yes. back my and then I get five more hit points back. And I know I'm it's funnier enough. that they're boars though, because the image on the screen. <laughs> It's very silly. It's very Okay, we are at the top of round three. Pippa, you're back up again. You have a magma creature to the left of you and a giant frost giant in front of you. What do you want to do? Pippa, from where she was just knocked with the flat of this giant's axe, I imagine, like, 
it catches her on her whole body. It is probably the size of her whole body. And she got flung a little bit there. I just imagine like maybe her face is kind of bloody and she does that badass action movie thing where she spits blood <laughs> onto the floor and gives this giant kind of a a little smirk and said like, I honestly thought that you'd have a little more in you. Oh, such a badass. Such Burn. a badass. And then she fires her next fireball, her last fireball spell in this wand up into the giant's face. So reflex save for half, Dustin. He failed his reflex save because he rolled another eight. The giant takes 16 points of damage. The frost giant takes a total of 24 because he takes extra damage from fire. <laughs> and uh, he is almost at the 100 point mark. Woof. Excellent. That's pretty hot. Oh, I didn't even mean okay. to make that one. But... <laughs> That's pretty hot. Dustin, could I scramble under the corpse of the of the dead frost giant at this point. Oh, <laughs> as my, as my New move, table. as my move action it's a table made of a boy. <laughs> oh yeah. Boy table. The best kind of Technically, table. I would say that would provoke an attack, but I'm just gonna let you have it. So go for it. <laughs> Thanks. Okay. So, so after firing her, her last firebolt up into this giant's face, and while he's presumably flailing around in pain, Pippa's going to use this opportunity to try to, scramble underneath the corpse of the other frost giant. Yes. Okay. So that gives you cover. And she actually you wouldn't provoke because you know who's nearby? Teamwork feet guy. Oh! Slipping around. I poke him in the ribs as he's trying to look at you. You like lift up the corpse so that (laughs) and poke him in the ribs at the same time so that she can like slide under. That's what I'm imagining. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so the Andrascu turns towards the frost giant where all the magma creatures are, oh, and he breathes out an icy breath oh, over all of them. <laughs> that wasn't smart positioning. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. This one should be Fire and Ice is the name of the episode. Oh, yeah. Fire and Ice. That's fire good. Fire and Ice. I need yeah. all the magma creatures to roll me a reflex save. Okay. Uh, okay. So we're just going to do one, two, three, four, five. So vertically, and then going towards right. So first one. Okay, that's a four. That's a fail. Fail. That's a natural 20, so that's a 22. That's a 20. And that is a 16. Okay, I rolled triple fives for my 3d6 damage. So anything that got below a dc17 took the full 15. Everyone who rolled above a dc17 takes half. Take double. Okay, uh, then they're all gone. Aww. No, you're not. Pew. You're not there. Pew, pew. Well, at least he used his Yikes. turn on that. That's true. It forced him to do something. That, that's partially what summoned yeah. creatures are yeah. for: is to take yeah, the heat for you. That's true. And all of them are gone mm-hmm. except for three. And it is time for the other Indronskus. Just rolling for a natural 20 is basically the only way that's going to happen. Well, mm-hmm. for those, the ones that are grappled, yes, they're a 35 against them. So 31 for that one, so they do not pass. Is that the orange one, Dustin? Yes, that is the orange one, and then the reflex save. The orange one did pass then. It's only 30 against the orange one because he wasn't already grappled. Oh, okay. Oh, sweet. And then it got a 19 on the reflex okay. save. So he... He's good. 
this creature is going to be moving through. But once they pass the CMB, is it does that mean they can pass through all the tentacles, or do they have to run it through each square they pass through? Uh, nope. It's just they're not being caught. He's gonna get clear of the tentacles and wait. Yeah, because that's all he can do. Uh, okay, that ends his turn. Andromeda, you are up. Yuki, so on its last legs, my uh, spiritual weapon does two big swipes against the Andrasku. Ooh, natural 19, so I'm certain that hits. Um, it's over 30. And then I got an eight on the die, so that's not going to hit. Uh, so one hit is going to be six plus two, so eight points of damage against this uh, Andrasku that is okay. in the room with us. And then it sadly disintegrates away. <laughs> Artesia, no! No! no. <laughs> we should have had her come with us. <laughs> we should go back and get her. Um, Andromeda is shaking with fury at the fact that she saw Pippa get just like smacked sidelong by this axe. So... Uh, her body hunches forward and you hear a bunch of just sickening, horrific cracks as she Oops. crouches down yes. and roars and becomes a white tiger. Ooh. All white. Ooh. Yes! <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. Yes! And leaps into the fray just, whoops, like bounds oh, that's forward. That's a leap. <laughs> yeah, she bounds forward towards the the giant just roaring in that very scary tiger roar that they do. Um, that is so badass. <laughs> Fucking awesome. And it's going to expand Path of Glory here then for my allies, for all the homies. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's my whole turn. <laughs> okay. I'm very excited. I love Andromeda's transformation abilities. I love being a tiger. <laughs> she transforms more than Abraxas does. I so know. true. Uh-huh. So true. It's a novelty thing. <laughs> well, the, another Androtskus tries to break free. Uh, I'm pretty sure 21 does not do it. No. So the, does he take damage or is that on your turn? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They both were supposed to take damage. Okay. Um, It's going to be eight. Ooh, and uh, 11 against the two boys in that hallway. Sadly, it is the Frost Giant's turn. Fuck that guy. And its ire is, is still it the on the person giant? that has done the most damage to him. Is it still the Frost Giant? And not giant the scary giant. He's it, not scared can of Can it be someone else's turn? <laughs> he's not scared of the giant kitty that came rushing towards him just now. Oh, he's concerned about all of it. However, one of only one of you have all have done 50 points of damage or nearly 50 points of damage to Well, him. at least you have cover. So- <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm currently I'm currently underneath you, the corpse of its yeah, brother. Yeah, you are also so. using its brother as a defensive mechanism, which also probably does not help his feelings towards you. I- I'm sure I'm sure that she doesn't appreciate this situation. <laughs> uh, okay, so the first thing is I'm gonna roll my attacks, then I will roll to see if I get any of them through. Oh, and I'm using saving shield since I'm like adjacent to you, so you get a plus two oh, to nice. your AC. That was that feed I awesome. took. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus two. Okay. The first great axe attack will hit. Okay. And the second great axe attack will also hit. But let me roll the C. Less than 20% and it will miss. So the first one was a 50 plus. So uh, that one hits. 
Okay. The last one, the second one was an 18. Ooh. Woo! <laughs> okay. So you're only going to take one hit. Okay. Okay, what, uh, what's what's the damage I there? rolled much lower than last time. I only got a triple three uh, this time instead of a triple Yay. five. That is 25 points of damage. Woo. How's Pippa doing there? Uh, she's knocked down to about half health. Crikey. So, you know, not amazing. Like, she doesn't feel fantastic. Any charges uh, on that invisibility wand? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. More charges. I just wanted to do I wanted to do damage instead of uh, go invisible again. But I might be changing my tune here on my next And turn. I'm going to take a five-foot step back. And yes, I know Abraxas is going to do his step up, I'm sure. Yep. But he's going to leave that wonderful healing square. Andromeda roars angrily. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, Pippa is in really rough shape. I, I think her, like her nose is broken. Uh, maybe like one of, maybe like she's just really favoring her side. Um, definitely, I think a couple of ribs have been smashed. Oh. With how many, how much damage that was? So she's, uh, she's uh, in rough shape. Okay, and the other Androscu uh, with the two is not going to break out of those tentacles. <laughs> so Abraxas, you're up. Ooh, all right. Still not quite ready to attack. God, we really created the worst obstacle course of all time in that whole <laughs> If you get over the wall, there's lava. Hey, they started it, so we're doing what we gotta do to take care of business. Tentacle, sleet, storm, a rock wall, pit, <laughs> lava. Hey, it, it, it took I think out it's a, three it's a masterpiece. Okay, I meet the defensive casting. Uh, so again, he takes a solid horse stance in the earth um, and just moves his hands up and then points them towards Pippa and slowly sand earth, uh, everything earthy, you know, a little debris, starts slowly coating her Gara style in Ooh. armor. That just has ar- uh, armor of the mountain. It wraps you in jagged shards of stone and slabs of slate, giving you a plus four natural bonus to AC. Okay. Um, and now you're to paralyzing petrified conditions. Oh my god. I was going to cast this on Buon before well, he killed the Gorgon. <laughs> <laughs> that would Any be creature sick. that moves adjacent to you or begins its next turn next to you takes 1d6 plus 6 points of slashing damage. I'm glad I took okay. that five. I'm glad I took that five foot movement. Then, does that end your turn there, Braxis? With that, yeah, mm-hmm. he puts his hand down and just picks up his hammer that was right next to him. Buon, you're up. All right. So, does this magma elemental take the one d six slashing damage then? If it ends its turn, but uh, at, but it started on, its square. turn. No, it has to approach her. Oh, it's approach her. Okay. It's weird. Okay, it's yeah. weird. Wait, let or me end its turn. Okay. So we'll take care of that uh, one later. A creature that moves adjacent to the subject. Oh, yeah. Or begins its turn adjacent to the subject. So, yeah, it would. Okay. Mm-hmm. Deal me some damage. So. Oh, yeah. That's probably... That's a uh, nine. Very low on HP. It's not dead yet. It's going to earth glide, actually. So it's going to pop into the ground and then pop out on the other side of the frost giant and just try to straight up attack you. And uh, roll the two. So fuck that. These two are also going to Earth Glide, so they're going to go under... Oops. They're going to go underneath, and one's going to pop up over here. 
And then the other one's going to pop up over here by the demon, and they're both going to attack it. No, no. Okay, but at least they're blocking you. And then Bulan is going to move up to okay. Abraxas. I was going to do this to Pippa, but Pippa just got covered in sand. Buon's going to reach out, still invisible, and grab onto Abraxas's pelt. And Abraxas just starts to turn hazy as I cast Blur on you. <gasps> what? I got blurred? Oh, shit. Oh, my goodness. I am blurred. And now my turn's on. Hell yeah. Okay. It is now round four. Yeah. But I am going to say that the Fantastic Worlds podcast is a fantastic <laughs> oh, production. Oh, snap. We hope you enjoyed the show. And if you can't get enough of the FWP oh crew, uh, we recommend connecting to our fantastic community. You can do so by following the conversation on Discord or Reddit, Facebook, Twitter, or and Instagram. You can find links to all of those on our website, fantasticworldspod.com. Want even more of the FWP crew? Consider joining our Patreon by going to fantasticworlds.cash. With so you get access to amazing things like L.A. Branton at the $10 level, who we used one of the names she suggested today, Mushkuba. Uh, thank you so much, L.A. Branton. We appreciate awesome names. it. Yeah, thank you guys. Is Mushuba the dead one? Mushuba is the dead brother. Mm. <laughs> sorry, Mushuba. I'm sorry I used. Your we'll reference him as a meat shield. Yeah, we'll reference him often. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> I'll call the soup that I make off of its body, I'll call it, I'll, I'll, I'll name the recipe. Mushkuba Stu. I'll get his essence and summon him later. And I hope I did not mutilate that name too badly. Thank you for providing enunciation. You get me that I have a hard time pronouncing names. (laughs) I am Dustin, your game dad master. You can find me at Dustin Alexander on Instagram or Twitter. I'm Abby, and you can find me at Bonanza Famine. This is Angel with Berlioz on my shoulder. Uh, You could reach me, and I guess I could relay messages to Berlioz on Espinoza916. Brilios is freaking adorable. Um, and uh, this is what dreams are made of. I'm a white tiger. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm a white tiger. It's what I've always wanted to be. It's who I am deep inside. It's my villager. More so than, More the so dinosaur. than a pig farmer? More so than a pig farmer. More so than a dinosaur <laughs> pig farmer. More so. Um, yeah, I'm Bianca from Animal Crossing, so get at me. This is Hank the Clank. What up? (laughs) And this is Logan. You can catch me at MainMan08. Do tweet at us for your cannibal recipes. Oh, yeah, I have so many cannibal recipes. I have so many fussy (laughs) recipes that I'd be happy to share. I love haute cuisine because I'm a stupid... I love to suffer. Uh theme song was composed and played by Amy Hankinson. Thank you, Sirenscape, for your sound effects and music. If you enjoy our show, do us a favor and help spread the words to friends and family you think may enjoy the show as well. Till next time, I hope you have many fantastic adventures. Hold on, did you guys know, uh, clong? The Fantastic Worlds podcast is a Fantastic Worlds production and an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. The Pathfinder Adventure Path Reign of Winter is a trademark of Paizo, copyright 2013. All Paizo content in this podcast is used with permission.
Okay, so really easy pickle recipe. You just get a mason jar, and what you want to do is you pro- you usually want to fill about halfway up with white vinegar, like white wine vinegar. And then depending on your needs or wants, you can add a different type of vinegar, like red white red wine vinegar or like a an apple cider vinegar um if not just fill the rest of it with water you want to add some basic sugar depending on how much you sweeten it on it but you do want some to counteract the vinegar and then what what clay and i like to do is we put in kosher salt we put in whole black peppercorns we put in Mm. sometimes like a chopped up uh like bird's eye chili or some sort of red pepper flakes or something like that and then we always put in the bay leaf and then just any random dried herbs you have so we always throw in whole mustard seeds or we throw in um sometimes like we have fennel seeds as well so we'll throw in like some fennel seeds if you want more, like a more of a licorice flavor but that's when you start experimenting but what the base is the white wine vinegar the sugar water the bay leaf and the black and the whole black peppercorns and a little something for spice and sugar i always say you need those big mm. chunks of garlic in there oh personally. thank you thank you and we always Chopped put in garlic. N- oh, don't chop it good. up smash it and just let it soak in that way chopped up (laughs) i prefer chopped up well Um, i I only say don't have chopped up because then when you pull out the pickle then you don't have all the floating garlic bits on it depending on what you want to do with it that's true you don't have the the chopped up garlic bits the thing is though if i'm leaving a pickle for as long as i might leave it sometimes the smashed garlic because it's released so much allison it becomes extremely acrid Mm, um so it just depends on like i guess if it's if you're gonna eat them pretty fast which you probably will. yeah this is usually like like a day pickle and it's it's like we do it the day before then we eat it with the meal the next day that's different then yeah Uh, nine magma elementals appear and (laughs) i will yes and uh let's see i love the classes we have all chosen (laughs) (laughs) um Oh my god, that's a lot. Uh listeners, that you can only see the amount of Buon's little creatures. army. He put a bunch of boars. It's so many boars. You know what? So I'm gonna take a screenshot. You know what's the best part? Be is I'm still invisible. Social media. Yeah, take the screenshot. Yeah, well, take a screenshot. Take a screenshot please. Including the sleet storm area and everything. Okay. We have so much going on, listener. There's so- <laughs> this is a very busy battle. Game oh my is god! So good, Same. I love Pathfinder. <laughs> I mean, and this is this is like why it, this game is so complicated, but it's so much more fun than other gaming systems because this is so it's so this silly. is so weird and it's so complicated. <laughs> you do so, and you have to. <laughs> it cracks me up. It's so crunchy. I love it. This game is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> 